everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. It's been a hot minute, but here we are with episode nine of The Mandalorian. No, it's not. It's an actual <laughs> Breaking the Barrier running and fitness lifestyle podcast. Welcome to 2021. Exactly. And, and to kick off our podcast uh, year, Zach and I are actually in the same room for what feels like the first time in years. It must be about six months or so. I reckon. Say. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Funnily enough, I have a congested sounding voice. I'm not sick, everyone. Don't worry. It's just a bad case of allergies slash I cleaned out my uh, office because Zach has graciously dropped off a, be- a desk for me and there was a lot of dust back there. So that's um, that's where I'm at right now. I'm maintaining social distancing, not because he's sick, just because he's disgusting. So, Pretty much. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a disgusting person. <laughs> so basically what we're going we're gonna to talk about today, we're going to get into the year in review of 2020. Of course, 2020 was the year that wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I think for us, for all intents and purposes, to, to start out 2021 with the podcast, I think a great thing to do is to, is to talk about the good things that happened in 2020 because they were there. Yep. You know, this could be a short podcast. It could be <laughs> five minutes long. Uh, Have you seen that Netflix show, um, 2020, the year that was or something with, um, Samuel L. Jackson? No, but I've heard, is that the one that also has, um, that's the one where the trailer is, they sit him down and they say, Hey, we'd like to do a review of 2020. And he's like, why the, would you want to do that? Nice. Yeah. So I haven't seen it. No, I got to watch it. I yeah. like that. All right. Nick Fury just furiating. The well, that's what my youngest daughter said. She saw the trailer for it. She's like, that's Nick Fury. And then she heard it and dropped the F-bomb. And she's like, that's not Nick that's Fury. That's not Nick Fury. No. That's not. That's language. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. I'll, I'll check that one out because that's a lot of fun. Love okay. Sammy J. Welcome back to all the listeners, new and old. Uh, for those of you who are following us on the social media, there's the Breaking the Barrier community on Facebook. Uh, there's also Instagram, Breaking the Barrier. And, of course, Andrew's got his Melbourne Superman Instagram, which you can follow him on as well. So lots of ways to get in touch with the program and Andrew specifically for all of the good stuff that he does. Totally. Well, all the uh, stuff that I try to make it good. All the stuff he does. Yeah, stuff I know. <laughs> so what we, if you are new to the podcast, what Zach and I will generally do uh, is start out with uh, catch up what we've been up to. So um, what have you been up to, Zach? Uh, so I took a rest at the start of the year. Um, right. So I finished my running for 2020 and then took like three or four days off. Uh, and then the first week back of the year has just been a really, really slow build up. Um, it was a funny end of the year because because of restrictions and COVID mm-hmm. and everything, normally we'd go away for Christmas and New Year's and then we'd come back say a week into the new year and we would have been so busy holidaying that we would have felt exhausted and we would have liked a bit of a rest. Yeah. This year we just kind of sat around the house and did chores and I'm feeling really like a little bored right now. I'm back at work this week sure. but the kids have still got three weeks until they go back to school and so they're just sort of chilling out. So it's just kind of me getting up early and, and doing exercise and doing work. And then around about middle of the morning, the rest of my family sort of emerges bleary-eyed like vampires into the sun and uh, complains about everything. But but that's really it right now. My, my training doesn't really kick off with Ernest until next week. That's when I'll really start getting back into a bit of a routine. Yeah. Uh, and just trying to work out a couple of races planned over the first half of the year, which I'll, I'll get to and, and work out how I ramp up to them and what my sessions and everything look like. But but realistically, the start of the year has just been not jumping into it and going 100 miles an hour, but just sort of really building it up. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. about yourself? Yeah, that's kind of about, <clears throat> that's about it for me, really. There's nothing nothing new that I'm uh, doing. I'm, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm continuing on with my training and fitness journey, of course. Um, 
but nothing much really has changed in that sense. Uh, I have just switched things up a bit. That's what my trainer and I do. But yeah, it's just been kind of the same. Like I've, I've, I've been, it's been a lot of sitting around. I mm. now am the proud owner of not only an Xbox One, but a Nintendo 64 and a PlayStation 4. So like I have games across different platforms that I'm, I'm, I'm playing. Um, and yeah, it's just, that's about, <laughs> that's about it. It's been a lot of nostalgia. I bought a computer. I am working with a couple of different sort of companies just to, just to basically earn some extra uh, income for solely for the purpose of Superman stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yes. much to finance your lifestyle and bad habits. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Uh, like I've, I'm, I'm fine without those two, uh, but right now I'm working with, uh, you know, a, a company that I worked with in, in Los Angeles that runs uh, an acting school slash a bunch of different things in like Dubai, America. Uh, in Australia, I'm also running, uh, working with a business development company, just j- mostly to pay for Superman stuff and to pass the time. Uh, do I need them? No, but are are they keeping me busy? Yeah. Yeah, and you want them. Yeah. That's yeah, important. exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and it's just like it's just stuff that's helping me keep busy and pass the time, and that's about it. Yeah. Really. Um, but we are excited for 2021 because yeah. it looks like it's going to feel a little bit more quote unquote normal. Mm. I mean, things like vaccines or different types of vaccines they're talking about rolling out here in australia uh next month next at month, some point yeah. um and it looks like to figure out which which one yeah so there's one that's like 65 percent effective and there's another mm. one that's 95 percent effective but we don't have a lot of that and yeah you know there's a whole bunch of really smart people um crunching the numbers somewhere in a room to work out the best thing to do and then there's a whole bunch of people on uh message boards and newspaper comments um putting their two cents in and yeah and that's always helpful yeah <laughs> Exactly. So, um, um, I think, yeah, uh, yeah. But I think that's all happening. I mean, that'll sort of get us back into capital cities and events are starting to yep. to ramp up. So I don't know how life is in the Spartan world, but in the running world, there's a few runs uh, and events are opening up and people are entering them with a bit of confidence that they're going to go ahead this year. Yeah, well, I, I think right now the first Spartan on the calendar is, is bright in October. And I'll, of course, mm. uh, I still have, I think, two race entries from last year that I'll just... Uh, get a credit for Bright. So I'll start training for Bright probably uh, in, I'd say, April, May. Yep. Just because for me... You're a big one there, aren't you? It's a big... Yeah, it's a half marathon. And not that you need that long to train for a half marathon, but because it's a Spartan, because it's up a goddamn mountain... um, A literal mountain, folks. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a good good good-sized chunk of dirt. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to make sure that I have a few months to really... really, train for it because yeah. um, I, I don't know that I'll, I'll do the competitive wave in bright just because it is such an intense thing okay, and that, that really COVID last year really stymied you on that because you were starting to get into complete yeah. competing in the elites and yeah. then bang they all went away yeah or and they went away in Victoria they went away in Victoria yeah. but you know I think if if the December uh, urban sprint goes ahead I will mm. do the competitive wave there as mm. well uh, but just I don't know that I will in bright just because it's a big mountain yeah and they have great beer in bright they so do. like do. i'm not a big beer drinker but i like the beer that they have in drink uh, yeah. in bright they have one that's like 18 percent alcohol which you have a glass of that and it knocks you on your yeah the bright brewery there is is very very solid and mm. the worst thing is is that to drive to the bright brewery you have to drive past the beechworth brewery which is just as good yeah so you've got two really good breweries in the area which are which are all but don't awful don't drink that. and drive folks. no no <laughs> um but yeah so, so i'm looking forward to 2021 i've i've 
I mean, I said this, I remember this episode we did last year. I sort of said, here's what I'm going to do this year. Yeah. And here's the stuff I'm going to outline. Um, go back and listen to that episode, folks, because that's basically what I'm planning to do this year. There's yeah. all those events I didn't get to do last year. Yeah. I'm going to have a crack at doing them this year. Right. Um, so carry that forward. Exactly. So mm. this, you know, it's, it's, it's going to start out uh, kind of the same way that 2020 was. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully it'll end on a better note. Yeah, exactly. I think the big thing to as we go into twenty twenty one is sort of learn from twenty twenty and don't just put it aside and think that it didn't happen because mm-hmm. the reality is it's going to be a little bit of two steps forward, one step back yeah. for a lot of the next year yeah. as we react to different things and we react to the governments. And so there's got to be some stuff that you know take the positives and the learnings and the good things out of what happened in in twenty twenty and adapt them to what we're going into now exactly and that's and that's what we're going to talk about now is the good things that happened in twenty twenty so for those of you who didn't love twenty twenty which I imagine was most of you the cue starts here exactly uh let's let's get into some good things that happened so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about brief things um in general that happened then we'll talk about some good things in the running and fitness world. Then uh, I'll talk about five things mm. that I, I was positive about, and Zach will talk about five things that he was positive mm. about, and then we'll get the hell out of your hair. Yeah. <laughs> so, so first, um, if I if I look at 2020, one of the first things that sticks out to me is that because it was such an interesting period of time, number one, we had the chance to learn new things. Um, you know, you had to look at the positives that of of being kind of stuck in your home you found new ways to a work you found new ways to live your life maybe you know you found uh you 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 found a lot of extra time to just learn new things like for example me learning how to do photoshop yeah you know um i i think that that was just a really important thing there was so much time that we may never get again to 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 really open up and learn new things. Yeah, and that was a big lesson we told people through the episodes last year is don't lose the opportunity to take advantage of this spare time and this new data mm. that was coming in and, and try different things. Um, you know, try to find the silver lining with, you know, at one point if you can only exercise for an hour a day, well, make the most of that exercise yeah. and get into a consistent routine with it. And mm. so learning things from that. I mean, I became an expert in pandemic viruses on the internet oh, over the course of this um, yeah. because you know, there was nothing else to read literally for six months. So yeah. that's something new. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, you think outside the box, you can always find something. Um, number two, the, the second thing that I saw, as, as hard as it was, uh, I think for the most part, people came to, for the most part, I will say for the most part, people came together to do the right thing. Mm. Uh, you know, in terms of say, Face masks. I mean, there's so many people that, yes, look at it as a political statement. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not. If you're one of those people, stop it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think for the most part, people came together and did the right thing. And mm-hmm. you can see the benefits of that, especially yeah. here in Victoria. I mean, yeah, we had some hard days and hard months and with big numbers. Yeah. But now, I mean, yeah, we had a, a scare a few days ago or last week or whatever. But now we're back into that, you know, no cases for X amount of days. And I think... I think that seeing that as tough as it was and how much people didn't want to necessarily, that people did do the right thing and they thought of something other than themselves. And I yeah, think that's cool. I think there's a lot of, you know, we dismiss them as keyboard warriors, but there's a lot of people who say a lot, yeah. but when it comes down to it, they're actually going to conform and they're actually yeah. going to do the right thing. Um, maybe it was the $1,600 fine. Maybe it was the, hey, every other person and the street is wearing a mask. Maybe I should as well. Yeah. But largely speaking here in Victoria and here in Australia, um, 
the rules were followed and I think the science shows that it put us on a good trajectory. Yeah. Uh, and I hope, you know, good luck to other countries that are going through it a lot harder than us. Yeah. Um, admittedly with much bigger populations as well. I think that's the other thing is that Australia often sits here and throws rocks at other countries, but the density in those other countries much is so better. much more yeah. than what we face here in Australia. I mean, 90% of Australia, there's nobody in. Correct. Yeah. Exactly right. So it's a whole different paradigm where one person with COVID just cannot touch as many people as they can in somewhere like London or New York mm. or, you know, other countries like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm. fair. And that kind of, that, that uh, you know, speaking about people um, uh, conforming and doing the right thing, it kind of leads into this next thing that we were all able to sort of reflect on what we needed as a people, yep. but also as individuals. Like we really, uh, there was in terms of mental health, it was a tough time. And I think a lot of people had the chance to really reflect on that and figure out how to move forward, whether it's counseling or whether it's, you know, really practicing mindfulness or whether it's reaching out to friends and family in a, in a new and different way. And I think, I think people just did it. You know, it's like, it was, it was survival of the, and I don't mean this to sound the wrong way, but it was kind of survival of the fittest. It's yeah. like, if you wanted to come out of this thing, you did. Yeah, I saw a great, I don't know if, it, if you could call it a meme, but it was a lot of a picture online today, which had someone saying before 2020, they thought the only way to be successful was, and the pie graph was 100% hard work. Yeah. And they've learned after 2020 that to be successful, hard work is 40% of it, but then... 20% of it is rest yeah. and 20% of it is health yeah. and another 20% of it is mental strength and mental looking after yourself. And we've learned that you can't just get through an entire year just doing one thing. You've got to take time off. It's a ma That classic, it's a marathon, not a sprint, I yeah. think applied in 2020, never than before. And we learned that as individuals, we learned what we need to value. Hey, I need to get up and exercise in the morning. I need to take my lunch. I need to really focus on healthy eating. Each of us found that one little thing in 2020. But I also think in a team sense, teams came together and worked out what was it that teams needed? Did teams need to catch up in the morning to have a chat? Did teams need to have like a constant uh, mm -hmm. messenger thread going so they could interact with each other? Did teams need to jump in and help certain people at certain times of the day and certain times of the week? I think those conversations, because we were kind of all facing off against this collective challenge yeah it brought us together and those conversations became a lot easier than ever before yeah yeah absolutely and uh moving into the next thing about coming together uh having the conversations that need to be had and before i talk about this thing i want to make it clear that i'm not talking about the riots and the you know vandalism and all the negative bad 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 stuff but we had a chance uh, this year to see a lot of people around the world speaking up against racial injustice against you know uh, uh, corruption in the police departments mm. yes we saw some things that we didn't need to see like the, the the riots and the vandalism and the things getting out of hand but everybody coming together to kind of look at that and i don't like to get too political mm. but i think there are definitely still some things in the world that need to be addressed and yeah. i think you know we are we're living in an age of i want to have my voice heard mm. and i think that that can work against us but in some cases it can work in our favor yeah i think what we really saw this year was um america can be the best of us and also the worst of us mm. and we saw that as an australian but as someone who's lived in america and you know really follows a lot of american culture and stuff like that i think we saw the best of america this year on display and yeah. we saw the worst of it we yeah. saw 
you know, we saw the benefit of celebrity and athletes having a voice in America and what they can do to influence a whole different generation and reach beyond that country's borders to all parts of the world. And then we also saw what can happen when America doesn't think beyond its borders and just focuses on itself or its state. Uh, And there was a lot of that. But the fact of the matter is we had conversations this year as a global family that we wouldn't have had if America hadn't you know, found itself in that situation. Now, did they find themselves in their situation as a cause or a reaction to other things? It doesn't matter. The positive take out of it is that we had that conversation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so who knows where that, that'll, that'll lead, mm. but at least it's, you know, it's not something that's being swept under the rug mm. anymore. And this, this final thing, um, this was really interesting. I thought so. Yeah. I, I thought so. In, in terms of pandemic and disease, I, you know, I, I found this fact and I just, I really want to talk about it, is that polio is officially eradicated off the African continent in 2020. Which is amazing. Yeah. Like, firstly, to think that polio is still around yeah. was amazing. And then you sort of think about it and you dismiss it and you go, oh, it's a horrible thing to say. Oh, but of course it would be there in Africa because they don't have the same access to health yeah. facilities and everything. But the fact that we've let it exist for that long and that continent, but now it's gone. Now it's gone. Astonishing. That's, a, that's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it makes you, it kind of gives you hope that, that the, the, this is, it is possible to eradicate something so terrible. Yes. And it just gives you hope for when will we be saying yep. in 20 blah, 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 COVID-19 was eradicated yep. from yep. Exactly. existence. That'd be nice. Yeah. So a couple of good things that happened in 2020, generally in the world like you know in a socio-economic cultural way um but there was a couple of other things that you pulled out in terms of you know running and fitness accomplishments that happened as well breaking the barrier podcast without some running stuff we've heard the feedback folks we did eight star wars episodes (laughs) we're like when are we going to get some more running and fitness facts we've got them for you indeed so this year 2020 saw a lot of records being broken yeah uh we saw a lot of we saw a lot of people coming together for virtual races. Uh, one of the first things that we want to talk about, uh, the world record for the half marathon, that was run by Ethiopia's Ababel Yeshnana, who ran one hour, four minutes, and 31 seconds. That was in the uh, Rack half marathon in the United Arab Emirates. And that's the women's. That's the women's, yes. sorry. That's the women's half marathon. One was in an open race. Yes. And one was in the women's only race. Because women have that funny thing where you can have an open event where men and women are running together. Yep. And if you're a woman and you finish in that race, your finishing time is considered to be quote unquote assisted because yep. you had male pace setters. Right. That's Whereas, why they have the. Because I was this year, yes. well, last year now. That's when I learned that there was those two world records. I didn't know that no. until last year. I didn't know that there was different world records for the 5,000 and the 10,000 in no. road versus track. That's right. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that you learn when you've got literally nothing else to do but read the internet for hours. Pretty yeah. much. But this lady set both world records in the last year. The Indeed. open half marathon for a woman and then the women's only half marathon. Right, which was uh, 105.16, mm. which is interesting, interesting. Uh, it's not a it's not a huge difference, so no. I'm all about you know, let's just make uh, let's make one world record. Let's make it one world record. Like it's yeah. 45 seconds. Yeah, it seems I don't know I, I don't know if it's it, it seems sexist. I don't know if it is. Yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing or not. Yeah. Um. So I, maybe I'll just shut my mouth about it. It does. It does. Like for me, it's like yeah. I don't know why. 
the woman, if the woman's only one was faster, maybe you'd sit there and say there's something different. But yeah. no, I just think, you know, if a woman can run that fast, run that fast, she can run that fast. Indeed. Yeah. It doesn't matter if she's following a man, a camel, a fighter jet, whatever. I would, I would, I would come out on top if I raced a fighter jet. You would beat a fighter jet? I would. Really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that about you. I know. Yeah. One thing I did know, um, my um, male athlete of the year, Joshua Cheptegei, mm. he was on fire in 2020. He set the 5,000 meter world record and the 10,000 meter world record, both the times beating Kenanisa Bekele. That's the bloke. That's how the Marathon Training Academy pronounces it. Okay, well, we'll go with that then. Yeah. Um, so he had the world record previously in both the 5 and 10, but Joshua Cheptegei, in the space of a couple of months, took that away. An amazing time, 5,000 meters in 12 minutes, 35 Jesus. seconds, which is smoking. And then the 10K was in 26 minutes and 11 seconds. That's ridiculous. I'm not sure I could run a 5K in 26.11 right now. No, I'm kind of like, yeah, dude, like... I'm running kind of like sub five minute kilometers for three k. Yeah, I don't know how that translates into two more though. Yeah, it's astonishing. It's just yeah. Chapter Guy was just amazing this year in the road on the track, just absolutely astonishing. Yeah, and that's why when he didn't win that half marathon um, in London, it was a big surprise because everyone thought that he was going to smash it. Yeah, so, yeah, so much for that. Mm. Mm. But yeah, the races, I mean, obviously all the races for the professional athletes this year were run under very different circumstances. The yeah. one in the start of the year tended to be more your traditional races. Then in the middle of the year, everyone was on a track running in isolation. And then towards the end of the year, they got into a whole bunch of loop courses. Yeah. So a whole bunch of people running around with very few spectators, but actually running out on the road. So thankfully, I don't think any of them um, carry an asterisk because the fact of the matter is that athlete has gone out there and, and they've done it and they're all in the same damn shoes now. Yeah. So okay. yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, the next thing now I, I'll talk about this one because I know that Zach hates this entity, oh. but uh, we're going to talk about Strava for a second. Hooray. Yay. Hey, sorry. <laughs> so uh, an interesting stats was that there was a, a big increase in athletes and activity levels on Strava, cycling, running, most notably though, a rise in the number of walking activities by three times. And I don't know about anywhere else in the world, but I do know that in Australia, I noticed, you know, when, when they had the exercise restrictions and they were encouraging the hour a day, I never had seen as many people as I'd seen outside walking or running or getting their activity in. And I thought that that was an amazing thing. It was amazing. And I think the fact that Strava's activities went up by three is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and because a lot of those people, like that would only be a fragment of people that actually recorded it and put it on Strava. Yeah. Like a lot of yeah. people were just out walking just for the sake of getting out there and making the most of their hour of time. So I think that's awesome that people put that investment into their own health. Absolutely. Mm. I, you know, it's, it's, I haven't been on Strava. Like I, my, all my runs automatically upload yeah. to Strava, but I think the first time in like six months that I've been on Strava was, I, I think Daryl commented on mm. one of my runs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Daryl commented on one of my runs and it was on that 30 degree day and he said something about my tan. I was like, that, that was the first time that I went onto app onto the app just to... Daryl's on Strava a bit. Yeah. Is he? Is yeah. he still like... He's, he's letting go of his local legends. It's actually funny, but Jess and Simon are swapping a local legend segment between them at the moment. Oh, right. Every day one of them goes out and does a run and so that was fun to hear them talk about that on the long run on Sunday for an hour. Yeah. I, I love it. It's awesome. So, so yeah. exciting. Um, another thing that happened, um, the London Marathon, um, putting that on, that was an amazing event um, with you know, an astonishing finish in the women's 
um, event. Sarah Hall from America setting that amazing time in the women's to flash home and make up, I think, a col- almost like you know half a kilometer in the last yep. 10 minutes or so of racing. She and then um, Shira Katata winning the overall marathon, taking out... Um, you know, a lot of highly favoured runners in the rain uh, in a time of two hours, five minutes and 41. And that was your your bubble marathon. Yeah. We did an episode on that. So go back if you want to hear us talk about That's that right. in a lot more depth. Kipchoge didn't even... No, Kipchoge finished sixth. Yeah. yeah. Bummer. Mm. And the last thing that we want to talk about is that um, in, in terms of running, our one-hour record. So we have talked a little bit about one-hour records. Mm. So... Uh, Mo Farah and Sifan Hassan broke the men's and women's one hour record. So basically that just means how far they can run in an hour, exactly what it sounds like. Mo Farah ran 21.33 kilometers in 60 minutes to beat Haley <laughs> Gebra Selassie. Yep, that, a boy. <laughs> to beat that record by 45 meters. So we're talking meters here. Yes. Uh, Hassan beat the women's record by a much larger mm-hmm. margin running 18.93 kilometers uh, to better Dyer Toon's record, which she set in 2008 by 413 meters, so almost half a kilometer. So two records which had stood for over a decade yeah. got smashed this year. And we did talk a little bit, I think, I mean, the, the half marathon record on the road, which is 21.12 meters, yeah. is down to about 57 me- which minutes is, right now, yeah. which you'd think that person could then, with an extra three minutes, run a lot further. But we spoke about about how those half marathon athletes are so conditioned to run that half marathon distance exactly. and finish at ninety nine point nine nine percent of energy. Yeah, they can't go any further. So, you know, and I guess there's probably um, a little bit more pride in being the half marathon world champion than the the one hour world mm. champion. Although I did see um, Jim Wormsley, who we spoke about over the last year, who's that ultra runner. Yep. Um, he is trying to do the hundred kilometer world record in a couple of days' time. That's right. From and, now. Uh, it'll be the twenty first or 29th of January. He's right going on. to do it, okay. and he's aiming to do it uh, in under six hours. Right. So he's aiming to basically run two two hour thirty minute marathons back to back, and then a little bit more Good to get the hundred k's. Yeah, that's crazy, it's astonishing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's insane. Mm. So those are the things which we took from the world of athletics and sport in in twenty twenty. What about you, Andrew? What were your um, highlights. Yeah, so I had a few good things happen this year. So the, the most notable for me, uh, I started this year um, and ended last year in kind of a mental funk. Um, some of the aspects of that are still there, but in in terms of overall, I, I really found my footing in terms of the mental aspect of fitness and nutrition this year. Um, you know, for, for me, that's been, for those of you who have not listened to, I think it's episode 13, Get to Know Your Host, back when I was doing a podcast by myself, I speak a little bit about my health and fitness journey over the years, and this year really helped me to find my footing with it because, you know, due to lockdown, due to restrictions, I made the decision to either put up or shut up, basically, yep. and um, I just, my mindset just shifted, and I learned how to be more efficient and 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 positive about all my choices, which was cool. Yeah, I noticed it. Like some people with the lockdown got blinkers. Yeah. You didn't get blinkers, but you just got really focused. Yeah. And really driven with a lot of stuff. You yeah. Know? And, you know, adapted over the course of the year as well. Like you didn't start off at the start of the year or the middle of the year doing what you finished at the end of this year. You were evolving and working with your coaches and yeah. trying new things. Yeah. It was just, it was just great. It was amazing. It was, it was good, solid growth for me this That's year. That's awesome. 
Uh, of course, I started uh, Melbourne Superman, which has been great. It's been a great and wild ride. Uh, uh, through that, I've met some extraordinary people. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've reached people in a whole new way. I've, I've promoted mental health and positivity and hope in a whole new way uh, whilst building a portfolio of, you know, superhero personality, uh, which has been a lot of fun. I've just met a lot of different people. I've I've learned new things, how to market and how to network through that. Um, you know, I've obviously, I said before, learning something simple as, well, it's not simple, but the simple act of learning something like Photoshop mm. is a big win, I think. Um, and I think to cap it all off in terms of fitness for myself, uh, I, I was able to run a 30K for the Starlight Children's Foundation. And it was something that I, I probably should have trained more for because <laughs> I didn't train at all for it. You should find a podcast that talks about fitness and running and listen to their advice before doing a 30K run. That's a good idea. Yeah. Do you know of any? Uh, there's a couple out there. Yeah, yeah I'll take it offline. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I ran a great time. I was happy with it. My uh, Two hours and 46 minutes, about a 530 kilometer. Um, you know, my knee kind of gave me a little bit of trouble, but... Uh, you did it in costume as well. I did it. Yeah, I did it in costume. I did it in one of my Superman suits. So that was a great time. Um, so I was, yeah, it was just overall through those different things. It was a, it was a good year for me. How about awesome. you? Was, uh, I mean, it's we were talking about it just before the episode started. It's hard to remember, but it was only it was less than a year ago that I did my first backyard ultra. Yeah, and ran a hundred kilometers um, out of Brimbank as part of the Trails Plus. And it's funny because that event is coming up again in early February. So I've signed up for that one again. So I'll go there and try and work out how many laps I can do this time and how much further than 100 kilometers I can go. And we have an episode on that. Go back and listen to it. It's, yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun. You get to hear Zach uh, go from 100 to zero, back to 100 again. <laughs> yes. And then it's great for Andrew to hear that episode because he went and slept in the car for a bunch of it. So I'm a bunch of it. I went and slept in the car for one lap. It'll be interesting because I think I was training, I was doing a lot more Ks at this time last year than I'm doing right now. Right, right. now I'm really focused on recovery and strength and, and trying to feel really, really strong and go into it with no injuries. Yeah. Whereas last time it was like, I must be running 120 kilometers a week in the weeks leading up to it. So it'll be a different tactic. But I think the big benefit from last year is the mental strength. Sure. Knowing what I did before, just redo that again. So, so, but that was a huge accomplishment for, for me to, to really knock that one off last year. So good. Um, last year running as well, I sort of set myself a goal of doing a certain number of kilometers over the course of the year. And uh, with about three months to go, realized I was going to be able to go uh, above and beyond what Ooh. I ever thought possible. There you go. Um, so yeah. I ended up doing 4,040 kilometers of running in the year 2020, wow. which I was pretty happy with. Um, not a lot of solid, like only two races in that entire time, only two official races yeah. in that entire time. So a lot of just running for the sake of running. And I think going into the new year, that's something I'll change is I'll run less kilometers this year, sure. but I'll get a lot more focused with the quality there. Um, and look at that. That's amazing. Um, I think I think I just barely um, went over 2,000 for the year. Still pretty good. Yeah. 2,000 still good. Yeah. It's not four. That's not four. Damn, son. Half is good. That's fair. But then again, I mean, you, you read about what some of the elites do. Like um, there's a lady on, uh, I think it was the Victorian Ultra Running or Marathon Maniacs. She did 6,000 yeah, for wow. the year. And I think that's around about the point where Start becoming a professional. If you're running 6,000 Ks a year for that's fun, like, go get paid for it. That's over 100 K a week. Yes. It's yeah. astonishing. It's a huge amount of miles. That's insane. Yeah. 
Um, but one of the things that I poo-pooed at the start of the year and that I ended up loving towards the end of it was virtual events. Yeah. Uh, the virtual events, the camaraderie, doing things like the, the Rona Relay, where over the course of 20 days, we traced a map all around Victoria and I got to meet a whole bunch of different people in the local area who I'd never met before. I thought that was astonishing. Tracking different people online um, was just great. So virtual runs, I've even signed up for a couple of them now to start the new year because I think they're just another way to keep you honest with your training and keep you in a rhythm and, and so forth. So, nice. so that's been good. And then, I mean, getting away from those sort of three running accomplishments over the year. Um, I moved into a new role at the end of the year at work. And so that's a thing which is always good to challenge yourself professionally and sure. take on more accountability. And so I'll be looking at, you know, a team that's two and a half times as big um, as I had been looking after before, which very similar type of role to what I've been doing in terms of program management, but at a much larger scale. And that's going to stretch me, you know, nice. it's, instead of focusing on a small set of teams, I need to focus on a much bigger set of teams and, how do I scale my personality and manage my time? So, but you know, having the confidence to go into that role was a big thing for me in 2020. Um, and then finally, let's be honest, straight talk here, a lot of 2020 spent on home on the couch. I'm really thankful for a couple of big TV shows in the course <laughs> of 2020. I'm thankful for Ted Lasso by Apple TV. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso, one of the funniest shows on television and one of the most heartwarming um, I binged Schitt's Creek like the rest of the world. Great show. All five or six seasons yeah. um, banged out in the course of about three weeks or so. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you don't watch The Mandalorian and do eight episodes of a podcast reviewing it unless you absolutely love that. Indeed, so, and we absolutely did. So thank you to television. Thank you to those three <laughs> shows for being the highlights of my year. Nice. Mm. Wow. I Wow. That's, that must make your family feel awesome. Yeah, well, well, thankfully, most of them were beside me for most of that. Yeah, fair enough. So that That's was fine. Cool. So Ted Lasso, not something you can really watch with kids, but The Mandalorian, absolutely. Totally. And Schitt's Creek, yeah, just goes over a lot of their heads. Mm. Love it. Well, that's, uh, I guess I guess that is a year in review of 2020. So yeah. hopefully hopefully this year we can repeat some of the good, not so much of the bad, and, and we'll, we'll see what happens. So we're going to, you know, we're... we're we're going to be talking about things in the in the future in terms of hopefully what we're doing. Hopefully some race recaps. Yeah. Um, different types of training. Different, different types, types of training. Of, I'm going to start doing a bit more strength training this year. Good. So, you know, I'll report back on how that's going and right everything. On. And uh, come in here and complain about how sore I am. So that's, that's always fun for everyone. What I like to hear. Yeah. And I'll be doing the same. We'll talk about my training. We'll talk about the upcoming Spartan races. How you can train for those. How you can train for your marathons. Uh, I've got a couple of guests that I have reached out to, um, Dr. Emily Thompson as one, and she's a nutritionist uh, slash sports scientist. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see if we can get her on the podcast. She's keen. Um, we had a gonna... plan last year to get a lot of people on to talk about the events that they were going to run. Yeah, and then the events didn't go ahead. But so maybe we'll take two. We'll have another go. We'll have another go. <laughs> people that actually can now run their events. Yeah. But if there's a topic you want us to uh, talk about or if there's a guest you'd like us to talk to, and we know, Maria, we're getting to yours, um, we just, you know, love to hear from you on the Facebook group or on any of the socials. Just let us know, um, and we'll try and devote an entire episode to it and answer your questions. Right on. All right. So do we have anything else we want to throw out? Uh, no, just thank you to everyone for listening. Well done for making it through 2020. Welcome to 2021. Let's double down and get through this. Absolutely. Well... I have been Andrew. I've been Zach. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast that hopes to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. And we will catch you next time.